Tony Speaks, and this is my lovely wife, Kim. We are the founders and co-creators of the lifestyle brand and podcast, Becoming Disciplined. Every week we meet, learn from, and share best practices with highly disciplined men and women from a variety of fields and endeavors. Follow us on our journey. Tyler Lockhart is a Caroline High School Cavaliers quarterback coach. In 2017-2018, he was in the state semifinal with Blessed Sacrament Huguenot Catholic School. He was invited in 2018 to the United States football team training camp. He was the Caroline Cavs 14U quarterback coach in the 2018-2019 season and the 12U assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator for 2019-2020. He is currently attending Germana Community College full-time while working, coaching, and leading young athletes. But today, Tyler Lockhart is becoming disciplined. Today on Becoming Disciplined, we interview Coach Tyler Lockhart. Coach Lockhart, welcome to Becoming Disciplined. We are so honored to have you. Hey, uh, Tony, it's nice to be here and nice for you inviting me. I'm uh, thankful for the opportunity. Coach Lockhart, before you educate us and share your current status, I think it's good for my audience to be aware of your context, the beginning of your story. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town in Caroline County named Ladysmith, and my family has been on the same street for five generations, so I'm a fifth generation Caroline County resident. Just pretty proud of that, to say that, to say the least. Awesome, awesome. And, and for our viewing audience, we're here at uh, Lady Smith at Sam, so you're getting the full outdoor experience of Caroline County. It's a beautiful day, so uh, we're not going to be uh, we're not going to be troubled by the sound. Amen. We're going to push through. Now, when you were a small child, Coach Lockhart, where? Who was that special someone who inspired you with their level of discipline? Uh, my brother inspired me the most. He was my best friend almost throughout my entire life since I was 12 years old. And just the way he managed his time and worked hard to see everybody, worked hard. Even if he worked double shift, even if he worked eight hours, two hours, he still made time to, for the people he loved, still made time to hang out with people and just spend time with just people because you never know what's going to happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, at what age did you, Tyler, fall in love with football? I fell in love with football around 10, 11, 12-ish when I started to begin to learn my body, identify my coordination and footwork and stuff like that. But I began playing at age six. That's when I started playing. But when I started becoming curious with the, the game of football and started loving it was around age 11, 12-ish. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, when did you fall in love with the quarterback position, though? Same, around the same age, 11, 12-ish, because when I was six, I was really playing any position that the team needed me. When I became 12, I started learning that I can become a pretty good, decent QB. I say decent. <laughs> uh, decent QB because I started learning and become more curious of the different footwork and the different techniques and stuff like that that goes with the quarterback position. And that's just when I, my knowledge of the quarterback just became more and more exponentially. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, to, to play the position of quarterback, I saw you play in the 2017-2018 time frame. To play the position of quarterback, how many plays did you have to memorize at that time? 
around, if I had to guesstimate, around 20, okay? But also you have to learn the offensive linemen, blocking schemes, the passing schemes, like the blocking, pass blocking, run blocking, and then also the passing concepts with receivers are running. You have to know each each receiver what route they're running, and you have to know what defense you're facing. The defensive fronts, the linebackers, how many safeties there are, what coverage they are pre-snap or post-snap, what coverage they're going to run. Cool, cool. Now, what makes a great pre-snap quarterback? Like I just talked about, um, the safeties. You have to know everywhere they are. The linebackers, you have to know the depth. Uh, they're shifting along with your shifting. So if we motion, see if they motion to a man look, zone look, like if they follow, if they just bump over. If there's one safety, two safeties, the, how far the cornerbacks are from the receivers, and just certain nuances like that. Now, uh, I'm going to address the elephant in the room because a lot of people are going to be like, wow, Tony, you're interviewing them kind of young nowadays. How did you go from being a great high school quarterback to becoming a quarterback coach at a relatively young age. How old are you, Tyler? I'm 20 years old. I just turned 20 April 6th. Awesome, awesome. Now, how did that evolution take place? How did you go from being a high school quarterback to being a, a uh, quarterback coach at such a young age? Well, yes, sir. Um, my senior year of high school, I worked with Coach Allison with Carolina High School, played quarterback for him, and while also coaching the quarterbacks for the 14U Carolina Cavs and with Jason Boyd. And during that little bit of a journey, I realized I actually want to go into coaching. So the year I graduated, Tony or Jason Boyd contacted me and asked me if I wanted to coach with him with the Little League with the 12 U. And I said, absolutely. And then in 2020, Coach Allison called me up again. He knew I was coming to college around the area online, staying at home. So he called me up and was like, would you like to coach our quarterbacks this year? And just I just said, absolutely, yes, sure, would love it, love to get on board. And after that, just everything just took off from there. Now, what pros and cons are there to being a young uh, quarterback coach? Because on one hand, I'm assuming you can relate to the kids a whole lot better. But on the other hand, you don't have that, you don't have that gray in your hair to, to be yeah. that authority <laughs> figure. So how is that ironed out for you? And what, how do those pros and cons work in actuality? Well, the pros is a lot of coaches, you know, like you said, with the gray hair and stuff like that, they respect me a lot more because they know I have the knowledge of a guy much more older than me. And they have their authority level kind of, you know, stands with me. They respect me, great integrity. While the younger generation, like the players, they're starting to respect me more, but they're relating me kind of like a player coach rather than just a coach. That's kind of a con. But then again, it's a pro at the same time because I can relate complex language of the game of football back to them in a way that they can understand. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, what techniques and disciplines do you teach your quarterbacks? I teach them uh, to turn their hips fast, you know, great footwork, great core strength, great stability with your platform, your, your base, uh, just great core stability also because if you get hit, you don't want to just – play on to the ground. You got to stay strong, stay up, and just, you know, take any hit. I teach them the three-fourths of the throwing motion, which is the body, the hip, the feet, great feet, great footwork, you know, because I think too many coaches, cute quarterback coaches, necessarily um, take too much into account the one-fourth of the throwing motions, which is just the arm and the shoulder, which I try to teach the level shoulders, which is core straight all the way down, which is all the three-fourths of your throwing motion. 
Now, uh, before he became a coach, uh, he had, or before he went back to coaching, Coach Gruden had a, a, a real big quarterback. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was like a quarterback interview show. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to check that out? Yeah, I checked out quite a few with um, with Andrew Luck, Dave, Derek Carr, not David, Derek Carr, right. Marcus Mariota. Just Andrew, all their knowledge just infatuates me. Just the way they can just sit back and just decipher this, decipher Spider Two Y Banana and all the different terminology that he uses in the plays. And after about twenty minutes of lecturing. And picking their brain, he asked them the first question that he's asked them, and asked them to remember throughout the different shows and the different questions and timelines and stuff like that. Wow. Now, uh, what quarterback in the league do you study? He's retired now. He's not really in the league, but Drew Brees was. A, I was a big fan of Drew Brees. He was my favorite player growing up. You know, with his stature, he was about five ten, five eleven. And he's competing against guys 6'5", 6'4", 6'6", 6'7", and still getting it done. You know, he's sliding in the pocket, making the great throws, great footwork. He can almost make any throw on the field until he got older in age where he couldn't, you know, throw the ball 50 yards down the field. But he had great footwork, you know, get through any situation almost when the blitz was coming. Great quarterback under the pressure. You can tell pre-snap what's going on just with the coverage and stuff like that. But current QB in the league, I would have to say he might not play this year. Deshaun Watson and I like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson also. Just the ability, their ability to make off-platform throws while keeping their base and core intact is just amazing to me. Now, how many hours of film do you study a week? I watch the same amount as I played, ironically. Well, surprisingly, because back then, you know, hard work, hard work, taught to watch a lot of film, but I didn't really know what I was looking at. Until I got into the coaching field where I would know I would learn cover three invert, cover two invert, and certain advanced coverages like that. When I was in high school, I only learned, you know, cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four. Whereas in the coaching field, I had to learn the different, like, man swirls and different zone blitzes and stuff like that. So it really unlocked my knowledge of football. Now, what is your ultimate goal in football? Wherever it takes me, you know. Living life day by day, trying to get better day by day, help out whatever team needs me at the moment. Right now, I want to stay in Carolina for the long term, whether it be 20, 30, 40 years, long term. Uh, right now, I'm coaching in a high school, Carolina High School, Carolina Middle School, and the Carolina Youth Program. So I want to keep everything in Carolina. Wherever it takes me, I'll go with it. But for right now, I like to stay in Carolina for a long term. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, what is one play that would define your football career? Is there a play that it, like makes you reminisce and and it's a good like metaphor for your for your time uh, playing the game? I wouldn't really say it's one play. I would say a one game or two. That's probably more like two because when I was twelve years old, you know, a tragedy happened in my family on like a Wednesday. I had to go to practice that afternoon. I had to go to practice that Tuesday and Friday. And I had to play that week Saturday. So about three days later after the tragedy happened, I played a game. And at that moment, we were winless. So during that game, about seven players got dehydrated. You know, October heat, I guess, is on October 1st or 2nd. And we had about 13 players left on the roster that could play. So I was playing both sides. And that was the actual first game we, win, we won that season. And you can tell somebody was really looking over us. And then... My sophomore year was really when my physical ability started 
necessarily take off. In this game against Pennsylvania, I played JV, and I threw five touchdowns before half. I argue five. Everybody else argues four because one didn't count. But, yeah, I threw four touchdowns before halftime, and that's when I was, like, started to just sit back and be like, wow, you know, I can really impact a varsity team at that level. Right. Now, uh, you talked about a tragedy. Uh, you know, is it okay, or do you feel well enough where you could uh, elaborate on that? Uh, yes, sir. When I was 12 years old, my, my best friend, my brother, he passed away due to a, you know, a tragedy tragic event in the household nobody was home and uh when i got home from school on the bus stop about three four o'clock they told me and about two hours later two hours later i had to go to practice you know so it was, it was it was a rough time for me and my family but you know every day through the following years i just be at home support my parents be their backbone that's another reason why i stayed home through the college just do online college, just stay at home online and just take care of my parents and be their backbone, be their supporters through and through. That's a powerful story, man. That's a powerful story. And I'm so sorry for your loss. If we could time travel and we could go to your 15-year-old self, who, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? I would tell him the storm doesn't last forever, okay? There's light at the end of that tunnel, okay? Just keep fighting, keep putting one foot in front of the other, keep going forward and just keep grinding, keep getting 1% better every single day. Like I preach to the players and just 1% better every single day. And just try to have fun, impact as many lives as you can, and just keep grinding. That's awesome. Now, uh, a couple years back, there were a couple of high schools that they even stopped. Uh, they stopped playing football, like in the Manassas area, because of the concern about concussions. Um, how concerned were you about concussions? And then how did that affect your ability to recruit uh, while you were playing? That affected me a lot. I would, I would be honest, that affected me a lot, especially at a young age, especially eighth grade and ninth grade, because those are the years that I was debating about playing with the, also with the tragedy and concussions. I've had about three concussions before I was 13 years old. That's, that's pretty a lot, that's a lot. And I'm surprised I didn't have one in the high school career because, you know, kids getting bigger, kids getting stronger, faster, more impact on the brain. But I guess, I don't know, just three concussions before I turned 13 just made me really worrisome about my future. Luckily, I didn't have any more. But it just goes to show that concussions have a big impact on your health. Wow, wow. Now, as someone who knows football, um, how, how do you think we could – fix that or stop that from happening or what advice do you think you know that we could curtail that uh all of those concussions at such a, a young age yeah um i think more protection as far as like hitting drills less contact throughout practice and just teaching more how to hit instead of just toughness toughness go hit them go hit them no you need to teach them how to hit before they hurt themselves and i i personally think they need more little bit better more advanced cushioning in the helmets not necessarily more because i created more heaviness on your head more poundage on your head i'm just worried about like the advancement of the, the cushionings stuff like that the chin straps and the equipment as far as the helmets now what role has coach allison played in your life and how has he been different from other coaches that have coached he has uh, certainly showed me that there's no substitute for hard work Okay, the, pre the preparation 
that he puts into the game, I didn't really appreciate when I was playing. But when I started coaching, I started to appreciate how many hours he puts in outside of practice, outside of school. He puts in, I was, uh, I might be wrong, but I don't want to put a number on it, probably about 70 to 80 hours a week, just as far as preparing for the game and doing his, his job as far as teaching and weightlifting and then practice all that wrapped in one is probably about 70 to 80 hours a week. So it, he's definitely showed me that you have to be the hardest worker in the room to be successful wow. throughout any adversity and just keep working hard. Wow, wow, wow. Now, um, I noticed when I, I'm not a football, uh, I'm not a, I'm not that knowledgeable in football, more knowledgeable in basketball. But when I used to cover your games, it seemed like there was a lot going on before y'all would hike the ball. So can you explain to a novice like myself, what was, what was all of that? You know, can you explain all of that to me? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. I still get asked that to this day since 2018, 2017. So when we did that, we would shift the entire line back and forth and the entire formation back and forth, necessarily to get the weak side linebacker, weak side uh, defensive end, and necessarily their weak side safety, whether it be drop, free, strong safety, to flip sides of the field. And our goal was to us to flip faster before they flipped. So when we snapped the ball, they were already out of place and we already won the pre-snap alignment leverage battle. And then the motioning, we just tried to see if they were running man coverage, zone coverage, if their linebackers bumped over, if their linebackers trail all the way across the field and just certain stuff like that, certain situations, certain nuances to see what the defensive defense has, even coaches have brought up on their scheme. It's just stuff like that. That's cool. That's cool. Now, uh, in hindsight, was all of that extracurricular pre-hike activity, was it worth it or would you do it the same way or uh, what are your thoughts? I would say some of it was worth it. Okay. But uh, later in the season, people started getting – I wouldn't say used to it, but they would already jump before we started jumping, which, you know, I wouldn't say that you get used to it, but you can already tell when they shifted over and they can already tell when the plays call, came in that there's a, a shift attached to it. But certainly, like, we've had times where we've caught them off guard. They've already shifted and we didn't even shift and we already snapped the ball and just went and kind of fooled them around. Now the – uh, I'll probably edit this out. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I remember two guys that were the main guys that would be the recipient of your passes. It was Tyler, and Tyler then Smith. Taylor. Taylor. What was it? Taylor. Taylor. Okay. Tyler right. Taylor Smith. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. That was that was uh, yeah. I, you know that was uh, that was an experience watching y'all three. Yeah, I still um I still work with them to this day. I mean, anytime they're home from college, because Tyler goes plays D Division two football and Taylor plays Division three. So anytime they're home from college, you know, and they hit me up, say they want to work out, they want to throw the football, you know, I still support them. I still throw the ball with them, still work out with them, and just still support them to this day. That's cool. Now, now Tyler has a friend that also is – he's like a fitness instructor. He became – he, he was a teammate of yours. Enrique. Enrique, yeah, right. he's a fitness instructor. Enrique now. Romero uh, Baker. Okay. I think, I think he's a fitness instructor and personal trainer at Gold's Gym in Richmond, Virginia. Awesome. But he did play a D3 football level. Oh, wow. He just had to come back because he want. I think he just wanted to pursue his passion in fitness. Sure. So that, I guess, go the faster track into that. That's great. Y'all are doing big things. Y'all are doing big things. Now, um, was it the, you know, because sometimes I could see, you know, when I covered Caroline, there were great athletes in other areas. 
And then a lot of times I would scratch my head, like, where were they in football? Like, how come they yeah. didn't come out and help Tyler and Taylor and, and, and both Tyler's and, and Taylor in, the, in football? Is um, did Was it the concussion issue that you think uh, kind of hindered at the time recruitment? Or was it uh, another friend of mine who coaches, he says that specialization of skills sometimes where people only play one sport, sport now and they don't mess with other sports. Which yeah. one do you think hurt the recruitment the worst? I think specialization. Okay. Because more kids now are more starting to realize that if they focus just on one sport, that they can get farther. I guess that's what they're kind of like brainwashing to thinking. Right. Because it shows statistically that if you're more, if you're a two-sport athlete or three-sport athlete, you make it to the professional leagues more chances than not because I think it's like a 88% chance that you make it to the league if you play three or two or three sports whereas you, if you play one sport I think it's like 12 or 14%. Wow that's a good stat to know. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a good recruitment too. Look at yeah. you. You're already a great recruiter. Now uh, I ask this of all my high performers. Tyler how well do you sleep? Are you a good sleeper? Do you go to sleep well at night or do you have you know you struggle uh, uh, putting the brain to rest? How well do you sleep? I struggle. Okay. With my busy schedule, I work at Food Line part term, part part time, go to college and work and coach three teams. So I get home around sometimes eight nine o'clock, and then just relaxing until about ten eleven. I have to get up around five or six to go to work. So you know around six to eight hours of sleep a day, and then on Sundays that that's the days I designate for rest. I usually rest about eight to ten hours. But that's the only day I really sleep. Cool, cool, cool. Now, uh, what book outside of the Bible has helped shape your life and helped you become uh, a, a young quarterback coach? Uh, what what book was it that you know kind of helped your perspective? I know you're still pretty young, but is there a particular book that maybe Coach Allison recommended or a book that you read at an early age that really had a big impact on you? Uh, there wasn't really such a book that really impacted me, but... If I had to say, I've read about three or four Drew Brees' like autobiographies. Sure. And that really inspired me to learn his story and learn his background, see how he brought himself, like kind of like stood up for himself throughout his life, stood through adversity and kept on fighting, kept on grinding, no matter like the overlookings, no matter just anything, just no matter the opinions of others, he just kept on working, kept on fighting. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not a football guy like you, but I watch a lot of uh, Colin Cowherd, and he always says that uh, Drew, Drew, Drew Brees, that he overperformed, like he overachieved compared to what was expected. Now, uh, at Becoming Discipline, we examine discipline or organization in the following areas, spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, and home and data organization. Which of these do you consider your strong points and which could use some work? And for the areas that could use some work, how do you plan to strengthen those weak areas in your life? I feel like the the point that I have most like strengthened is time management because for me to be able to work and coach three teams and also go to school, I feel like you have to have good time management or else you would fall behind and every single one of those categories because if you fall behind in one, it's going to domino effect to the others. So it's just trying to stay on track and stay on top of all of that work. And then my worst point will probably be my home organization because 
that's like my unwind time. I'm barely there throughout the day. And my room is a complete mess. <laughs> like uh, clothes everywhere, just stuff like that. And I feel like I could do better in that. I can clean up my room a little bit more often, like once or twice a week. But yeah, that's, that's something I really neglect. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Now, Tyler, how can we promote and support your football program? I think just trying to impact the youth, you know, as much as we can, outreach it, outreach this interview to the youth, to the high schooler kids middle school kids, elementary and all of them, just trying to get them to play more than one sport, you know, trying to not necessarily just play football or I don't want them to just play football. I don't want them. I'm not necessarily advocating for football. I'm just saying get in a sport where you have fun and play multiple of them. So that way when you get through high school, get through middle school, you have more fun playing your sport and just necessarily impact the people behind you, impact the people below you, younger than you, and just have fun with it. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, um, how if they if if they have someone in Caroline that is interested in playing this year, and or even if there's a parent who they have a kid who is really you know really big and and, and looks uh, naturally gifted and um, you know they could use some mentorship. How do they get a hold of either you or Coach Allison? Uh, they can go on the Caroline website, uh, look up Coach Allison. I'm sure he has the email on there. You can get in contact with me. I have his number. I can give it to you. You can contact. Uh, you can get my number, and we can just get contacted throughout the Caroline Youth Program. Contact me, Coach, contact Coach Jason Boyd. If you want to get into the Caroline Middle School, contact me, co contact Coach Marcellus Harris. And high school, contact me, Coach Allison, or Coach Derek Stout. And either one of us can get you situated with the right program for you. Now, let, let's rewind a little bit. How hard is it or how challenging has it been to be online and then also to start working as a quarterback coach to be, uh, uh, you know, to, to be coaching, especially even the pandemic? How, how, how hard has that been? And how hard has the transition been from being a high school athlete to being a, a, a grown up going and, and going to going to college? How hard yeah. has that been? Uh, it's been really hard, you know, some days you got to wake up at 6 a.m., just, you know, non-morning people are in the morning, kind of like regret your life decisions <laughs> in the morning, but uh, it's it's cool, you know, get to go there every day, but certainly the pandemic has hindered me a lot because when I was playing, everything was all good before the pandemic, and then right when I started coaching, it was right when the pandemic hit, so it, it kind of like had to, I had to alter a lot of things that I knew before and transition into like online Zoom meetings and just figure out how to teach them from a spatial distance, like six feet away without having to demonstrate what I do and just verbally explain to them how to do things and stuff like that, different techniques to stress and just stuff like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Coach Lockhart, we can't thank you enough for coming on. You didn't have to do this. You didn't need to do this. We truly appreciate it. You have the last word. Do you have any closing thoughts for our audience in their pursuit of discipline? Uh, yes, sir. Um, first of all, I just want to thank a few people. Thank Coach Allison for bringing me back to Carolina High School. Thank you, Coach Stout, for you know expanding my X's and O's. Thank you, Coach Layman. Thank you, Jason Boyd, for getting me started throughout the entire process. Thank you, Marcellus Harris. Thank you, Courier Coates, everybody for just believing in me. And thank you, uh, Ms. Mr. Tony, I truly appreciate you inviting me onto this podcast. You know, it's, it's truly a blessing to be able to impact all these lives I've impacted 
and to be able to you know talk with you and interview with you is truly a blessing well i thank you brother and i appreciate you for coming on and i can't wait to see you and coach allison turn around the caroline football program all right if you want to support and encourage coach tyler lockhart and the caroline cavaliers you can reach them on facebook at caroline cavaliers football club